Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Doggy Pod. Actually, before I even welcome you all back, thank you. Thank you to those people who left a review. We had some really marvellous reviews, so thank you very, very much on different platforms. So, so if you haven't left one on the whatever platform you're on, please hop in and tell us what you think of the show. We'd like to hear from it. Uh, if it's that, bad, of course, only if it's a good review. Exactly. Right? If it's right? bad, keep it to yes. yourself. Um, otherwise, yeah. please get on there and, t- and let us know. But welcome, and we've got uh, a pretty full-on show today. Yeah, <laughs> we do. We do have a full-on show. It's Stephen Peters here, Dr. Rob's producer, and it's my job to try and keep him focused and on track, which is often very, very difficult. Uh, but we'll see what we can do, because um, in this episode, we're talking about uh, what well, sounds bad, but it's actually problem dogs which are sort of dogs that, um, you know, when, when COVID happen, it happened, uh, I think, Rob, you were saying that the, the, the uh, you know, Animal Welfare League and the dog refuge centres were just empty. Everybody all the shelters. A dog. That's correct, Stephen. Yeah, all the shelters. All the shelters. And that empty. was reported uh, almost right through the Western world. All the yeah, shelters were yeah. empty. They, all the dogs had, had found homes. So it was know, really an excellent that. time. Yeah, but then what happened? Yeah, all crisis <laughs> came up because some of the dogs, of course, were very anxious when their owners left home because they had the the owners there for a couple of years and all of a sudden they were on their own um, Mm. and they started causing a lot of problems at home. Uh, Other people thought, well, I don't want to walk my dog every day now. Well, it was fine while I I, uh, got the break through COVID, but not anymore. And they surrendered a horrendous amount of dogs, just awful. So full of the shelters, in fact, sometimes when we're trying to surrender a dog that's been brought in here at the veterinary hospital, uh, the mm. shelters have been saying, look, we've got no room, so we have to keep them for a while longer and until we can either find an owner for them or rehouse them in a shelter that can find an, an owner for them. It's, yeah, has so that. now the shelters are full, yeah? Oh, they're, they're, they're 
absolutely chock-a-block full. And, and then <laughs> a lot of other good people have dogs that are still a problem. They, don't, they won't surrender them. They have fallen in love with the dog, and the dog has certainly fallen in love with them and given them lots of things, but the dogs are causing some issues at home. And that's what Which is what we're talking about, yes. Yeah, because one of the reasons we did um, the doggy pod was to help people with their dogs, of course, especially through COVID. But um, hasn't totally worked, Stephen. They're not all this thing. <laughs> Let's hope some are now. Well, yeah, we're talking about problem dogs. Well, not necessarily. I mean, it sounds dreadful saying problem dogs. It's not necessarily the dog's problem. Um, it's, it's. I think you would say, Rob, it's the owner's problem. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, before we get into that, though, I wanted to mention something. When you were talking about the doggy pod uh, and, you know, where people listen to it, um, do you know... Rob, we are, you know, we get to, we get uh, a list of how we're travelling, how we're going in each country, and and what number we are on the, in the top ten or whatever or top fifty in in each country. Uh, and you know what we are in Armenia I mean, right now. You mean there are people there that listen to us? There we are, number one, <laughs> in, in the category of uh, pets and family. Uh, the doggy pod is number one. In Armenia. So well, we're just sending out a, a, a little what we would say is a cheerio here in Australia, which is a big thank you uh, for listening to us in Armenia. We love it. Oh, look, I, I formed a lot of Armenian friends by default once. Um, we decided we'd go to the Royal National Park in Sydney. It's south of Sydney in the what's called yeah. the Shire area, the Southern Shire area. I decided we'd have Christmas Day there, of all things, and it was the um, Armenian... Uh, picnic day down there at the same time. It was full of people, all these Armenians with barbecues and the friendliest people. They wanted us to join all their barbecues and, and just yeah, join in their dancing and sing. It was a lovely, <laughs> lovely people, the Armenians, I've got to tell you. So, well, yes, you to the way, those who are still there in Armenia and not here, thank you for listening in on the Doggy Pod. Yeah, that's pretty cool, I reckon. Um Anyway, I guess the first thing that people have a problem with their dog um, is barking, I guess, isn't it? That's, that's got to be the number one. It's the number yeah. one thing that council has as a problem with dogs. Or every, nearly every council in the world will tell you that the one barking dog disturbs so many households. You know, and the mm. closer knit the households are, you know, the, the more packed we are, then the more people will be affected by that really noisy barking dog. It becomes a serious, serious problem. And look, I'll tell you at times, council will write to people and say, right, you've either got to, you know, you've got to get rid of that dog one way or another or stop the barking. Uh, I know in some areas of Australia, it's like over $2,000 a day. If council have said to you, get rid of the dog, and they continue getting complaints, they can fine you over $2,000 a day for noise pollution. Uh, so. Wow. Yeah, you have to do something about it, and it gets very, very extreme. But before it gets to extreme, how can you avoid that when you notice that your dog is barking a lot? First thing you've got to ask yourself is, how much exercise are you giving the, your your dog? And I'm not just talking about physical exercise, also mental exercise. Going out for, for a, a decent walk, or even better still, a bit of a run, um, allows that dog to stimulate his brain through smelling different smells right through the actual uh, walk. It also gives him that physical exercise. And then he's looking and finding different things along the walk. One of the things that you think about doing is going to a doggy park when it's not busy, taking a 
uh, tennis racket or one of those special uh, pits of equipment they make for throwing a ball. And mm. the dog that will retrieve is, is a godsend for this. You know, you hit the ball and off they go, chasing the ball backwards and forwards. Ties them out a lot. Now, it doesn't end so just So what, what does that mean, though? What, if it's tired, it won't be barking? Well, or? no, if it's, t- it's, it's actually satisfied that, you know, Dogs want to go out and do some exercise. In the wild, they'd be hunting at dawn and dusk, doing quite a bit of exercise. So you're fulfilling some of its needs. That's what we're talking about. The other way to fulfill their needs, dogs love being part of the pack, and you're the pack leader. So get out there and do some obedience. Now, if you can go to an obedience class once a week, they will teach you what to do with your dog, and you can spend five, ten minutes, half an hour a day doing some obedience exercises, which will always stimulate your dogs. You know, that really stimulates them mentally and, they, again, fulfills some of their needs. Very, very How does important. that stop them barking, though? Um, simply because, you know, they're, they're becoming uh, – why do they bark? They're bored, for a start. You know, they, they've mm. got pent-up energy both mentally and physically. So all of a sudden, they've got a lot of mental energy being used up in doing obedience work. And so they become, yeah, uh, yep, I'm just going to stay home till dad gets home or mum gets home because I've got to guard the place. I don't have to bark at every bird that flies overhead or every leaf or every sound I hear. But, yeah, they're just better equipped to deal with it. The other thing you can do with, with obedience, believe it or not, is teach the dog to bark, bark on command. Then it becomes an obedience exercise so they're less apt to just bark for no reason. You know, ah, a bit of reverse psychology. Yeah, there is a reason for teaching them to bark and command. And then the other thing I do, there's always one word of admonishment. I use no because I can growl it out, but other people use bah, whatever they want to use. So if you say no to the dog, that means stop whatever you're doing. So having taught that, if you hear them barking a lot, stick your head out the window and say no. Now wait a little mm. while. When they're quiet, praise them. Always end every exercise with a praise. So when they do keep quiet, good dog, that's good dog. Remember to praise them all the time. Of course, the dog that barks all the time because they're anxious is a different kettle of fish and much more difficult to address. A dog that is anxious because of separation anxiety, because all of a sudden you've left home, you need to retrain from the start. You've got to uh, train them to a cage, uh, really, Crate training is vital for every dog, especially the anxious dog. Teach them that the crate is a good place so they can have that when you're gone. You can just keep the crate open and they'll go in there. Uh, You can also think about maybe some of the carmatives, like valerian, a natural carmative, just a root supplement that that calms the dog down. It's used in people. It's It's a very safe drug. Or you might have to talk to your vet about something a lot stronger. Now, he may have to write the prescription for, for a stronger type of drug for that dog that has anxiety, that barking. But all those things, um, and one of my things, my, my friend Cesar Milan does with a lot of dogs, he takes them out herding. And in every city around Australia, just about, there is herding places where you can teach your dog to, to herd, especially if it's a working dog. And again, the dog's fulfilling some of its needs. Only go out once a week or once a fortnight to do it, but they're, they're using mental and physical stimulation and they're having their needs fulfilled. So, again, they're less apt to bark. And then finally, what I've always said, open the back door. 
let the dog inside. Don't leave the dog in the backyard all the time. The dog has to come inside and be part of the family. All of those things will help in decreasing barking. Now, you may need to go a step further. Think about a citronella collar where the collar is, um, Stephen has a, a little uh, housing on it. When the dog barks, it puffs citronella in the face, and dogs don't like citronella in the area. They Clever. can smell it straight away. And they soon learn, if I bark, I'm going to get sprayed with citronella. I won't bark. It, I it love works. it. Yep. That's that's super clever. Yeah, mm. I re- I reckon because you know now that everybody's going back to work again and not working from home, yeah, dogs would be quite traumatized by. Oh, that, very I much think. so. And it's time to it's like where did mum and dad go? Yeah, it, you owe it to your dog to spend some time with it, not just because it got you through COVID, but because it gives you unconditional love. So I guess another problem that um, people had post-COVID is that they never really got to train their dogs properly because, you know, they're either in uh, at home or just, you know, going locally. Um, I, I've read that dogs that pull, as in, you know, pull where they're going when they're going for a walk, that's a really big problem for a lot of people and, and it actually forces them to not take their dog for a walk because the dog's always pulling. Especially yeah, big dogs. Exactly. It's an unpleasant feeling of having your shoulders pulled out. And if you're a person with weak shoulders, then you may end up with some injury to those shoulders as well. If they keep on pulling, it's a big dog. They can really do some damage to you uh, or pull you over and land you flat on your face. You know, pull at the wrong time. How do you stop it? Again, obedience training is great because you can teach the dog to heal. But mind you, Sometimes a dog that can heal really well in the obedience exercise on a walk is still not gentle, still pulling a bit. And so I tell people, the last thing you want to do is put them in harness. You know, a harness is used for pulling. That's what the harnesses are for. So harnesses tend not to work. The one thing that What do you mean a, a harness compared to a collar? A collar, mean? right. A collar yeah. gives you a bit more control, but the thing that gives you the most control, I find, is a halty. I use a halty with a, a collar attached as well, uh, so the halty can't be pulled off easily. The halty is like a halter in a horse or a, or a cow. If you think about those big stallions and those big bulls and you know, certainly a lot of cows that could just pull you around the horses, they can be handled just on a halter. You know, I think it goes around the back of the head and then comes around the, the muzzle itself. You control the head, you can control the animal. And the halty in the dog does that. It allows you to control the head. I had a dear old lady, she was in her 70s. Someone gave her a German Shepherd puppy. It grew in 12 months to a very big dog that she just was in tears, couldn't walk it. We put it on the halty. I showed her how to use it. And within, I would say, 10 to 15 minutes, she's walking up and down my driveway saying, wow, this is easy. How long has this been going on for? It made it so much easier for her to walk a really mm. big dog. Um, the other thing you do is when the dog's pulling in one direction, turn and walk the other way straight away and call your dog up. And if he starts pulling in that direction, turn again. You know, whenever the dog's pulling, just turn around and go the opposite way. You may not get far on your first walk doing that, but <laughs> it'll teach the dog, you pull, we're going to go back. And after a while, the dog thinks, mm-hmm. okay, we won't pull so much.
And I know uh, another problem has been um, dogs that are just hyper excited. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's lovely when you come home and they're jumping up and down. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They're really happy sure. that you're home. But a lot of dogs are just like crazy, um, yep. particularly with kids around. Often, often the kids don't want to be near the dog because the dog's just jumping, jumping, jumping and always so happy and excited, which is lovely, but... Yeah, what, no, you, you're very you right about, about the children. They had a client like that. The dog, they bought the dog. It was a West Highland White Terrier. And they are, you know, pretty full-on dogs. Uh, mm. But after watching those, the kids wouldn't go out in the backyard. They used to always go out in the backyard. She asked them why. She said, dog jumps all over us, Mum. We just can't stop it. They're only young kids. And they you know, mm. didn't want to hurt the dog. But uh, suddenly they don't want to be hurt by the dog. So it, it requires a lot of thought about what to do. So there's a couple of things. One, again, I go back to my old staple, valerian as a calmative to try and calm the dog. You may have to talk to your vet about stronger type of medication, but often valerian works and it's, you know, I haven't had any side effects with it at this stage. So that helps. It doesn't finish the story. The other thing you've got to do with a hyperexcitable dog, sure, exercise is king with those. So lots of running, chasing balls, if you can, a bit of swimming. Swimming um, takes out a lot of energy from a dog. So that can also help. It's good non-weight-bearing exercise. Don't have to do it every day, but some days of swimming will always help with a hyper-excitable dog. Uh, training them into a crate as well. and So you can bring the crate inside, leave the door open, and tell them, in your crate, and they stay there. That can help, or even... Some people but what if they them. don't want to because they're hyper-excited well, and they're to, jumping got, around and going crazy? Well, you've got to crate train them first, and the first bit of crate training will, you know, uh, will be to actually close the gate. So actually the very, very first part of crate training is simply feeding them inside the crate so they learn to feed and, uh-huh. and give them a toy or a raw brisket bone inside the crate and lock the crate up. Teach them that the crate's a good place. Then they will want to go into the crate because leaving them out the back is just not going to work. They're just going to stay hyper-excitable all the time. It, it, what I'm saying again is you've got to spend some time training them to make sure things are working out for them. So you've got to take the time to work out what your dog's needs are. And one of the needs is to be with you. Yeah, they're excited because they're seeing you. So you've got to give them that bit more time that you haven't been doing. Maybe some obedience. I know I harp on that, but it makes a great family dog, a dog that's well-trained and just is calm about life. Um, the hyper-excitable dog is just not even thinking right. 
you know, they're, they're just wired incorrectly. So calming them down with some obedience, maybe some drugs like valerian or, or a stronger drug and some crate training, a combination of things, will see a really great family dog uh, being converted from your hyper-excitable dog. Because do some dogs, like, wet themselves because they're so excited? Yeah, I mean, puppies do all the time, but they usually mm. grow out of it. Uh, when they're, say, over 12 months and they're wetting themselves from excitement, you know you've got a hyper-excitable dog, and now mm. it's going to be time to do some serious work with them. And, uh, you know stopping them from jumping, like as soon as they come towards you, go down to them so they don't jump up. They learn not to jump when, when they see oh, yeah. you. That's a, that's a good starting point. Um, crate training, all those things that we just talked about. Okay, well, you know, another problem, I hate to use the word problem, but I guess it's the right word, uh, a lot of people have with their dogs is their dog refuses to come when they call it. And I know that uh, that is training, obviously. But, uh, Rob, you posted something on Instagram just recently uh, teaching Oggy, August, uh, how to stay, yep. which is super important, um, and then how to come. Right. So um, I guess a lot of people, they their dogs don't necessarily come on command. They just do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> That's for sure. I've seen, it. I've seen it in the park where the person is chasing the dog uh, trying to catch the dog. And uh, mm. I, I remember stopping one person saying, look, don't chase the dog, run the other way. He said, don't be an idiot. Said, okay, whatever. You know best. <laughs> um, but that's what you've got to do. If, if your dog is running off, uh, chasing after it, it's not going to work because your dog's faster than you are for a start. If you and your start, dog's wanting you to chase it, yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's all part mm. of the fun, isn't it? Ch- chase mm. me, chase me. If you run the opposite way and call his name, he thinks, whoa, where are you going? Where are you going? And they start chasing after you. And that's, that's one of the differences. But to train them to, um, to come every time they're called, you have to be consistent. The first thing I do, no matter where they are, even if they're right next to me, when I'm putting the food bowl down, I'll, t- I'll take a step backwards and say, come, come, good dog, and put the food down. So they learn to come to the food you know, and also come to that word. That teaches them the beginnings with puppies. Yeah, I do that straight away with, with August. When he was a baby, we'd say, come to the food bowl. That was important. If there's a toy they want and, and it's playtime, then in the backyard, you, you know, when they're a little way, the dog's a little way away from you, get the toy out and bounce it or whatever it is you have to do to attract the dog. And as the dog's coming, that's what you say, come. Good dog, good dog. Remember, every exercise finishes with praise. If you haven't taught your dog to stay, that's okay. Put him on the lead. Try and make a lead at least, you know, a few metres long if you can, two or three metres long. Um, let the dog go to the end of the lead, and when it's there, you just say, come, and, and gently bring the dog into you. Come. When the dog's there, praise it. Maybe give it a little treat or some sort of reward that really turns the dog on. What's the reward that turns the dog on? You have to find out. For some dogs, it's toys. For other dogs, it's just praise. And for many dogs, of course, it's food. Decide which turns them on the most, and that's what you give them when they come. The one thing you never want to do is call the dog because you've been, yeah, you've been bad. Look what you've done. You've dug in the hole. Now, come here. No, that doesn't work. You don't call the dog for admonishment in any situation. You don't sort of you know, tell the dog, 
get here because you've dug that hole. I'm, I'm gonna, I don't know what you're going to do with them, but leave them alone. <laughs> They've done something bad. Now, the dog doesn't know. It hasn't done anything bad. It's just done the behaviour that you didn't want. That's all it is. As far as the dog's concerned, you know, it's just doing what comes natural. So be aware oh. of that, and you're just going to try and change that behaviour a little bit to something that's more suitable to a family environment. But never, ever call a dog in to admonish it. So it's always praise, praise, praise. And you do that enough times, the dog will come straight in when you call it. When, when it's really necessary, the dog will come. But don't forget, if your dog's going the opposite way, run the other way. Don't chase after it. Go the other way and call its name. Keep calling its name until he sees you. He'll come racing after you. Because the dog will work out, oh, hang on, the fun's over there, not where I'm going. It, yes. Exactly right. What's happening? Where's Dad going? Where's Mum going? Why yeah. are they heading in that direction? What's what's on over there? And they'll chase after you and, and catch up to you. Yeah. God, dogs love to have fun, don't they? <laughs> Absolutely. Imagine if, imagine if our lives were like that, where we could just kind of have fun and goof off and have somebody that looked after us and fed us and picked up our poo. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, one of my very, <laughs> Am I very looking too much friends. into this? Yeah, one of my very good friends, who's also a great dog trainer, I'll mention the name, Kathy Minton, really good tra- dog trainer. Guess what she called her dog? Fun. <laughs> because that's exactly <laughs> right. Now, Rob, you met, just mentioned a second ago digging. Oh. The dogs love to dig. Now, that's surely that's got to be up on the in the top five on the oh, problem yeah. dog list. Yep. Dig, particularly some breeds, I'm guessing. Yeah, some breeds more than others. I mean, some breeds are bred to do just that, to dig. They are ground dogs yeah. that will dig in. And you know, dogs like dachshunds, you know, the little, what we, people often call them. Are they digging dogs? dogs? They will yeah. dig. They will dig terriers on the... Jack Russell Terriers love to go to the ground. These are, these are called ground dogs, and they, you know, they will go into ground to search for prey and rodents and things like that, so they are bred to dig. <laughs> but dogs just right. love the joy of digging as well. Um, I mean, one of the things, if you want to make sure your dog doesn't dig in your garden, don't let him see you do it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> well, that makes behavior. sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's mimic yes. behaviour. He's seeing you turn over the soil. Well, I'll help. When Dad's at work, don't worry. The whole thing will be dug up beautifully. I'm sure will be dug <laughs> By up. By the time you get home, Dad, I would have organised the whole yeah, backyard for right. you. Yeah. And the other thing, you've got to watch out what fertiliser you might use in the garden um, because you know, a lot of fertilisers smell horrible to us but beautiful to the dog. The dog can't believe how nice it smells, so they will mm. dig in and let's have a look at that. So be careful of that. If you've got a dog that does dig, one of the things you want to do is make the smell a bit horrible. So citronella mixed with some warm water and spread all over the uh, area where he digs. The other thing is some of the athletic rubs. In Australia, we have two called – one called Deep Heat and one called Metzal that I, I use. But any of the athletic rubs that smell like, you know, mentholator-type products, uh, dogs mm. don't like that. So mixed with hot water just to dissolve them down a bit and spread over the area. The other thing I have used successful is mouse traps. Uh, it doesn't um, really hook onto the dog's nose. I haven't had that happen. Maybe it would if it's a small dog. But in, in a, you know, a medium-sized dog or a large dog, it doesn't do that, and, and, but it frightens the dog. You know, when the mouse trap goes off, they take off and it keeps them away from it. Burying dog feces in the area doesn't work. They just dig it up. Doesn't doesn't stop them at all. 
filling it with water doesn't work. All those other things, I've never had any of those things work. So, uh, so what should you do when you've you've been at work and you come home, and you walk out the back and your dog has dug this huge hole and it's standing there, sort of proudly showing you this hole it's just dug. Yep. What What's the best way to admonish it so it knows that's not a good thing to do? Right. You say nothing and you start filling that hole up. And as he goes to dig it, that's when you admonish. Admonishing him after the event? Right. Absolutely. What, what, are, you, what are you angry about? What have I done? Dog doesn't know. It has <laughs> yeah. to be in the act. So fill it up while he's there. And if he starts digging, that's the time to say, no, you know, to, don't do that. And as soon as he stops, don't forget, good dog. That's better. Good dog. I mean, the other thing is, why is the dog digging? He's bored. He's absolutely bored. So think about some of the things that you could put in the yard to stop him being bored. In fact, this works well for the barking dog as well. Giving him toys that they can uh, play with but not bury are very good. Like a, a really, if it's a, a little dog, give it a, a Kong that's bigger than, than for, made for that size dog and with a bit of food in it. Don't give your dog a raw bone as you're leaving because he may bury that. Always give them the raw bone when you're at home on a garage floor or, or you know, some concrete floor where the dog can't dig and bury the bone. Stop that digging behaviour. You've got to start, stop it before it gets uh, started or becomes a habit. Once it becomes mm. a habit, it can be very, very difficult. So the, and the other thing is it gets back to exercise and fulfilling their needs. Why is the dog digging? Probably bored. Probably mm. really, really bored. What else can I do? Oh, well, I'll find my own industry because my mum or dad will not give me anything to do. So I'll find something to do. Don't worry. I'll be fine. Well, Rob, I'm going to take you up on some of your own advice uh, because I'm just looking at the time. And I'm going to say, good, Rob. Good, Rob. Good oh, boy. Thank you. That was, that I feel was so good, good advice. want to do all this again now, Stephen. That was good advice. And hopefully a lot of people got something out of it, particularly our friends in Armenia, particularly where we're happy about that. So good, Rob. Good, Rob. Well done. I'm going to give you a treat. Uh, Thank as you. As soon as we walk out of this studio here, I'm going to find some little treat to give you. <laughs> Thanks to each and every one of you for, for listening. Please remember, put on a review. Even if you've already put one on, put another one on for us. won't hurt. Um, <laughs> and uh, follow us, of course, on, on Instagram. Because yep. uh, actually you posted, Rob, this really weird video uh, on Instagram the other day of you and Oggy playing in the backyard. And uh, you were talking, you were talking about how important it is just to wrestle with your dog and have just like physical fun. Yeah, with your dog. I, look, people say, "Oh, you shouldn't do that." It teaches the dog. I don't know what's it teach the dog that, that he enjoys your company, enjoys your time. He's not attacking me. We're just having a good time, and uh, we're you know, real one on one with the dog. The dog does. Yeah, they do that in the wild all the time with each other. Yeah, Why yeah. Do, do, it's just some good, um, some good father-son quality time. Exactly yes. right. You yes. owe it to your dog. Well, and after all, your dog loves you unconditionally. Give something back. Yeah. Yes. That's it for us this week. Uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. Yes, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, of course. Uh, and, and we will be back uh, for another episode very soon. See you later, folks.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 